Welcome to JBJS OrthoCore. Listen as members of the ortho community, residents, surgeons, educators, staff, and patients share their stories about the experiences and people most important in their lives and the lessons they learned along the way. OrthoCore is an audio archive inspired by StoryCorps and independently organized by the Journal of Bone and Joint Surgery. Uh, hi, this is uh, Mark Swinkowski here in Minneapolis, and I'm here with my colleague, my partner, Dr. Joel Boyd, who is the head team physician for the Minnesota Wild and former team physician for the Minnesota Vikings, um, a nationally and internationally known sports surgeon. And Dr. Boyd uh, did his fellowship with an icon uh, in the field of sports medicine, uh, Dr. Pete Fowler, who uh, sadly recently passed away, and I thought it would be a good opportunity to ask uh, Dr. Boyd uh, a little bit about his uh, memories of Dr. Fowler. So I've got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask him, and then he's going to, I'm sure, flesh out some of the memories uh, in between because there's already smiles uh, occurring on the face. Uh, Dr. Fowler, a most memorable character. So Dr. Boyd, let me start out with what was it that attracted you to Dr. Fowler's fellowship? Mm. So like uh, most fourth years, uh, I was touring a couple of places in the United States for fellowship. Uh, I had gone out to LA and uh, Carlin and Job and um, thought that that might be a landing spot. Uh, we had a first year foot and ankle, Dr. Ian Alexander, surgeon at the Cleveland Clinic, you were a resident at Cleveland Clinic. I was a resident yeah. at the Cleveland Clinic at the time. I was chief, well, fourth year on his, and on his service, and he uh, introduced me to the idea. He said, you know, you should think about doing your fellowship with Dr. Fowler in London, Ontario, because he was from Canada. And uh, I said, okay. I said, that, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, then I brought it up to my mentor at the Cleveland Clinic, John Bertfeld, and John was also very good friends with Pete. And, uh, and at the time... Uh, that was a time when, you know, we were debating quite a bit about bone tendon bone autographs uh, for ACL reconstructions versus hamstring autographs. And uh, it's for those who aren't of the vintage that I am, uh, you know, and those who are, remember what kind of battles took place at the podiums mm -hmm. over hamstrings versus BTBs. Uh, ultimately, they ended up being close to the same. But... Uh, Pete was a was a hamstring user, and mm -hmm. uh, Bertho was a BTB user. Oh my! And so <laughs> I was very conflicted <laughs> heading in, into my fellowship. <laughs> but uh, 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 Pete, uh, yeah, he was he was uh, a very good um, guardian of, of of the Canadian way, and uh, and spoke his mind whenever it came up. So you you went up for an interview. I did. What I was did. that like? Well, the interview itself was <laughs> another interesting day. So I, I went to see Pete, and I, obviously he and Bertfeld had talked a bit. So I sat in his office, and he said, so, he says, uh, yeah, he says, you know, I saw that you had gone to Bucknell University, which I didn't even know he knew where that was. And uh, I said, yes, I did. And he says, you played football there. He said, I said, yes. He goes, well, I think I know just about everything about you. Let's go talk to the football coach. So, so we trekked over to the athletic uh, facilities, and 
the coach of the Western Mustangs was there, and we started talking, and uh, and he said to me, he says, oh, so Pete tells me you're a running back at uh, Bucknell University. I said, yes, I was. He says, oh, he says, what offense did you run? I said, well, we ran a Delaware wing mm-hmm. tee. He said, that's, he goes, we run a version of that here, but we have one extra guy in Canadian football. And I said, oh. He said, well, he's, then he started with a couple of plays. He drew out some some circles and X's, and he says, okay, so how would you run this play? Hmm. And so I told him how we'd run the play. And then he said, oh, how would you run this play? Then the next thing I know, he breaks out film, and we're watching <laughs> film. And Pete leaves. <laughs> he doesn't even stay. He just leaves. And so at the end of the day, he says to me, well, you know, I, I'd like to, uh, I'd like that, you know, we need a running backs coach this year. He goes, how'd you like to be our running backs coach? I said, well, I'm here to do my fellowship in sports. And he says, he goes, oh, don't worry about Pete. I'll take care of him. <laughs> so I spent the first three or four, four months of my fellowship doing coaching running backs at the University of Western Ontario. Which wasn't all bad. We ended up winning the National Championship of Canada in the Vanier Cup, which was great. Everything was good until Bergfeld called one day, and he was looking for me. And he says, uh, I'd like to speak to Dr. Boyd. And Dr. Fowler's secretary said, there's no Dr. Boyd here. <laughs> and he said, no, there's a Dr. Boyd there. He's doing his fellowship. And she said, mm, no, I'm pretty sure there's no Dr. Boyd here. And he said, well, you know... There's, you'd recognize him, you know, he's a he's a black guy. And she goes, oh, you mean Coach Boyd. And I thought Bergie just was going to, she said he was going to come through the phone at that point. You have Pete Fowler call me. <laughs> so, so yes, that was my recruiting trip to, to London, Ontario. Well, ultimately, you successfully completed the fellowship. That, I did. That's, that's, I did successfully complete, complete the fellowship. Uh, and... and uh, <laughs> Being with Pete, I mean, there's, I think most people would say that, you know, he's a no-nonsense guy, but a very innovative, uh, thoughtful um, surgeon and clinician. Uh, he, uh, you know, if, if things made sense to him, he would, he would certainly fight for it. And he did things the old way, the osteotomies with osteotomes, no saws. Uh, which, so, which you still do today. Which, I just witnessed you doing that. Yes, <laughs> yes. I still, I still do osteotomies with osteotomes. Yeah, so, probably better for bone healing anyway. But, <laughs> so what was it like working with him on a day-to-day basis? So it was, uh, Pete was, Pete was great. Um, you know, he was a very much down-to-earth uh, person. Now, ha- having said that, Pete intertwine a lot of that with some very colorful language and uh and he's pretty well known for that as a matter of fact when my fellowship partner and i left we actually started the fowler fellows and uh and we printed out t-shirts that said no one's fouler than pete (laughs) so and that was because pete would somehow manage to to use the f word Mm -hmm. almost consistently and it rolled off his tongue so easily that patients like didn't even think about it it just kind of came out and uh you know i we i'll tell another mm-hmm. antidote um there's a, a a woman whose uh, husband was a physician and and uh, their daughter had had an acl reconstruction done elsewhere mm-hmm. and they had a little complication it got stiff so they came to see pete about her knee stiffness and uh, pete was in the athletic training area and he loved being there mm-hmm. he hated actually going to the clinic he'd mm-hmm. rather be over in the athletic <laughs> facility and uh, and so she was he was late 
hmm. without question. And uh, they initially sent me to go see the patient uh, to get started, and uh, the nurses wouldn't even let me go in the room because this uh, uh, physician's wife was irate that hmm. he was late. And so eventually Pete comes into clinic and says, um, you know, what's what's happening? And they, the nurses run up, so you have to go see her right now. Mm. She's been here for like an hour, and she's upset that you're late and, and the whole bit. Mm. So Pete just says, okay, fine. He goes, mm. you know, gives, takes the chart, mm. and he goes in the room. He leaves the door open, and he says to her, he says, I'm Pete Fowler. And mm. at that moment, she just went, off. She mm. said, Dr. Fowler, I've been waiting for you for an hour. Mm. He's like, where have you been? And she's going on and on and on and on and on and on. Mm. And so finally she takes a breath and Pete takes the chart and he slams it on the bed and he goes, and he says, <laughs> he says to her, you know, well, mm. what do you think I've been doing? He mm. goes, I wasn't shooting fucking pool. <laughs> <laughs> So, and she goes, well, no. And he goes, well, all right then, what's wrong with her? And, that, and then it's on to the next thing. It's amazing. It's like, okay, we can't do that in the States. I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah. but that's, I mean, it was just that easy for him to just interject uh, uh, some of those colorful, that colorful language. But uh, he was very smooth that way. Yeah. And in some regards, it was part of his endearing, uh, it, it endeared him to, Patients and colleagues, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was uh, an extraordinary individual. So, what what would you say are his uh, contributions to the field of sports medicine? Oh man, there are lots. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you know, certainly around the knee, and certainly continuing the legacy of J.C. Kennedy, who was his uh, mentor for he and Rich Hawkins both uh, were uh, Pete Fowler and Rich Hawkins were J.C. Kennedy's first fellows. And, um, and uh, Pete, who stayed in London, uh, I, most people know that Rich uh, went to Colorado or, or the Stedman Hawkins Clinic mm-hmm. in Vail. And uh, Pete would, you know, he did a lot of his fellows and his research, he did a lot of research, uh, did, uh, you know, sort of brought, started with the LAD, which was a ligament augmentation device, mm-hmm. and ultimately did a lot of work on that and, and realized that, okay, it wasn't the panacea of what we wanted it to be, but continued to do hamstring reconstructions and was very successful at it. Mm-hmm. Um, osteotomies, mm-hmm. big osteotomy guy, and, mm-hmm. and, and, and multiple plane osteotomies. And when I trained with him, no one was really... Uh, talking about uh, triple varus knee, except uh, for um, uh, uh, yeah, in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. uh, Pete, Frank, Frank, Frank Noyce, Noyce. Yeah. yeah, Frank was doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but Pete had already had an osteotomy to fix it, and mm-hmm. uh, and how you fix it. So um, we were doing those kinds of osteotomies that uh, I think were done hardly anywhere. Uh, so he had a very um, very everyday approach to athletes. The athletes all loved him. Uh, and uh, we'd see players from the NHL who were Canadian that would, you know, fly miles, thousands of miles to see him. And uh, he, he took the time and enjoyed uh, being around them. Um, and uh, so I would say that he was extremely practical in that way. So his contribution, you know, was about patient care, 
Um, it was also in the area of knee ligament surgery as well as osteotomies, uh, that kind of thing. He wasn't much about total joints. He called them <laughs> fake, fake joints. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't, he didn't want to have a fake joint, and he, ne- and he never did. He had an osteotomy, but he was he refused to get a fake joint, so he he would call them fake joints, and so people knew that was not his thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful man, and uh, I think his legacy is carried out through his former fellows, people like you. And there were probably s- several other people who were in academic medicine that that did his fellowship oh yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah there were mm-hmm. there were lots mm-hmm. um you know i mean like you said i mean mm-hmm. ned amendola i mean right. he did his fellowship mm-hmm. but he was a resident there mm-hmm. and came back to be on staff there um mm-hmm. you know mike uh, stewart uh, down mm-hmm. at mayo yeah. i mean we there's a plethora of docs that uh that uh, had a chance to go uh through uh out good good is kind of the mm-hmm kind of you know overseeing the follow mm. clinic at this point and and in charge and he does a great job yeah. uh, a lot of things he does reminds me of pete but uh he's uh you know he, he's doing a good job maintaining his legacy yeah that's great i got one last question for you dr boyd how do you think uh, pete would want to be remembered hmm. Hmm. i think pete would want hmm. to be <laughs> I mean, it's probably a couple of ways. One, one would be, one would be, he was a good fucking surgeon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, a family guy uh, that um, he mm. loved. He loved athletics and sports. Mm. Uh, and uh, I think University of Min- of University of Western Ontario football was mm. just his. Uh, just his baby it was mm. it was great the year that i was there and we were able to win the national championship mm. i mean i think that meant a lot to him mm. and uh and he enjoyed that so um but but yeah i think those those would be three things that mm. he, how he would like to be remembered good surgeon family man and uh a a good uh, medical director for yep. a very successful athletic program. Right, right. Well, that's great. Well, uh, Dr. Boyd, thank you very much for sharing these uh, recollections. And it's my hope that uh, many will listen to these uh, through the years. And perhaps we can get others who knew Pete well to record their oral histories. So they'll be available for people who want to know about him down the road. So thanks very much. I know you got a busy surgery schedule. And thanks for letting me chat with you in between cases. Yep, no, not a problem. That was enjoyable. Thank okay. you, Mark. Okay.